Nasanta's Real is a Jamaican Christian podcast that is chronicled by Shakira Farron, popularly known as Nasanta Law. Nasanta shares real events that have impacted her through audio reels. Some stories are told through her perspective, while others are contributed by real and willing souls across the globe. Nasanta's Real is targeted for persons who require real encouragement to overcome the issues of the heart. This is also for those who are in need of a platform and an audience to share real and inspirational testimonies. If you've chosen to listen to her, then welcome to the real family. You're officially a real one. As promised, we are back and fueled with new episodes to keep you encouraged. Today's episode is from our brand new series entitled Struggling in the Skirt. We hope you'll be blessed. Hi, Patricia. Thank you so much for joining us today. How are you doing? I'm doing so good. Thanks for having me. It's been a while. Yeah, it has been forever. I think the last time that you were featured on Nasanta's Reel, it was back in in maybe maybe September, August. So it has been a while. Happy New Year. Did I say Happy New Year? Happy New Year. 2021, we're back and we're better. <laughs> that bigger than ever. Wait, have I, like, since we've been friends and so on, did I go into your DM and tell you Happy New Year? <laughs> I was trying to feel bad for no says on a podcast. Mo come come tell it happy new year. in other new year. But anyway, um, thank you so much for being a part of this new this new series that I'm about to offset, and it's entitled "Struggling in the Skirt." Yeah, and. It's been a long time since I wanted to offset this, but we we were, you know, focusing on struggling in the suit. And, you know, I'll, I'll follow through with why I got you today. But anyway, so for those who are listening for the very first time, thank you so much. You will not be disappointed. And to get into the episode, we have featured today Patricia Chisholm, as you have heard. And Patricia is a recent graduate at the University of Technology, Jamaica, where she obtained a BA in Communication Arts and Technology. Currently, Patricia is a freelance photographer, graphic designer, and videographer. She is also the assistant media director at her local church, EMI. Um, That means Encounter Ministries International, finally get it correct and <laughs> most importantly uh she is one of my favorites and best friends in the world let them know let them know <laughs> see i finally i see i finally said yeah. best <laughs> took me long enough anyway yeah. so um so i i have um reached out to patricia to be a part of this uh new series because we were having a conversation back in about October or so, and we were talking, and then she said something really interesting, and she was like, da 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 struggling in the skirt. What were we talking about? I think we were talking about, yeah, yeah. you had an idea for struggling in the suit. And I was just no, like, it wasn't that. We were having a big 
normal conversation. I think for oh, that time, yes. Yes. the three or more. Yes. You right. some, yeah, I do remember you were like, and people don't even know that you're struggling in the skirt. And I was like, what up, what up? Oh, yeah. 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 So because she is the one behind the struggling in the, in the, you know, inspiration, I was like, you know, I can't do struggling in the skirt without Patricia. So you have to offset this series. So that's why you're here. That's why she's here. And today we're going to get into it. It might be a little bit controversial, but <laughs> it was her struggle. <laughs> and the struggle was real. And we just want to hear her story. Uh, the views that will come forth aren't necessarily from me. It's I won't be controversial. I'm just going to be. You're just gonna. I'm just gonna be real, right? That's what we're here yes. for. Yeah, that's what we're here for. So yeah, we're gonna talk about literally struggling in the skirt with Patricia Chazam. So let's get into that. All right. So Patricia, what was your religious, or what rather, what is your religious background like? Well, I'm a Christian. I grew up in the church. That's what I would say. I grew up in the church because my mom got saved when I was about two. So mm-hmm. I've just been going to church since then. Like every day, every time church keep, I'm there. And then my mom is also my mom was also ordained as a minister like later on in life. So you know, all eyes are on you because you're entire well, a couple of people in my family are like in leadership in the church. So every time there we visit the head church or the um our our church that we go to on a regular basis, it's like you're kind of known mm-hmm. and you're expected to be the best Christian ever. Oh so the that's best time. Yeah. So that's <laughs> so in essence, you're saying that your religious background is one where it's based on family and because of um the expectation of your family, you were exp- you, you, it was um considered that you were supposed to be the best Christian ever. Right. 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 And of a standard. Of a standard. So yes. okay. Wait, having having known that, what was your mindset like? Like forgetting about um everybody else's expectation, what your family wants from you, what society wants from you. What was your mindset like? Like for instance, uh eight years old. What was the mindset of eight year old Patricia like? I actually remember being a type of child who was I like to please people and adults. I don't like to do the wrong thing. So I would definitely be the type of person to say the the right thing, do the right thing, that sort of thing. And I didn't like getting in trouble. So because I'm from a strict home, Mm -hmm. I I would just become whatever for whoever, like, if they're if they're saying that you know you're going to be an evangelist, let me just start playing the role of an evangelist like at a very young age. I'm praying for people and ministering to people, but I just started to keep myself in that way. And I remember at I remember one of one day I was having like personal moment with God. I think right from my as an interview, whatever that means. 
So, okay. I, so I usually hear about, you know, when, when the adults are speaking to you about whatever and they're telling you this is the right way and whatever, whatever. So I usually be like, after hearing so many stories of what other children are doing or whatever, I remember talking to God at eight, like, God, mm-hmm. I don't want to be a statistic, please, God. I'm just gonna <laughs> and I didn't even know what that meant, but I was there like because I've been conditioned a certain way. Uh-huh. I was just like, I was just like, God, may I talk to God? May I say, God, I will not be like everybody else. And when I go to high school, I'm not changing. <laughs> this is me. <laughs> oh my I'm God. Be, yeah, I'm going to be a Christian forever and more. And at this point, you know, I was not baptized as yet. So that was oh, just wow. me. That was just me because I'm growing up in the church. I'm, I'm just trying to do or mimic the behavior of adults because because children don't do what you say and they do what you do yeah yeah so that was me so all right you said that you're going to be a christian forever and everything and i get that but i want to know what what perspective did you have about who god is then yeah i was afraid of god i thought god was somebody I, I thought God was just like somebody in the sky, a big, uh-huh. big man in the sky. And I was afraid of him and he's always watching me, which he is always watching us. But at that time, I didn't know that God lives in us either. Like as much as he is everywhere, he's in us. Yeah. I didn't know. So I, I used to be like, oh, God, they're in the sky. And I'm going to look down and I'm like, Patricia. Like scary. Uh-huh. <laughs> But I was very afraid and I was afraid of everything. I was nervous all the time at my age. Yes, what, I was afraid of what exactly. Give us some stories or, or so. Alright, so the branch of the church that I grew up in is very small. So there was not many young people. So I was my sister and I were, the, and sometimes my cousin would be the ones to do everything and the pastor's children. So it's like uh-huh. four of us, I guess, at one at one point. Before that, there were other little kids coming, but they stopped. So we are the main ones because our family is in leadership, so we have to do everything. So if I feel like I didn't want to do something, I get in a trouble. Yeah. So that link, that fear of your parents linked to the fear of God. And I'm, I'm not saying you're not supposed to fear God, obviously fear God, but I don't think you should be afraid of God. So I was afraid, like, if you fear God in terms of respect God, but respect don't be God afraid. God, but don't be afraid. Yeah. He's God, your father, your friend. So yeah. I didn't know that yet. So I was like, when they asked me to do something, and if I feel like I don't want to do it, and I was like, Mommy, I don't want to do this or whatever. Yeah, you know, one big thing about you know, I serve God and I love God. <laughs> no, I'm just kind of tired because I just me alone. I do this every so. Even for th- things like walking with the offering plate, with, um, you know, they make you call it the offering sometimes. So, yeah. yeah. I was just like, all right, I'm nervous. What if I go collect it wrong? God, I got charged. <laughs> 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 I 
<laughs> oh my god the eight-year-old you was your imagination listen i tell you and like sometime when the testimony time and you don't have a testimony something is wrong with you how can wow. you not have a testimony god woke you up this morning <laughs> that was so i have to be like first of lord like nervous like voice shaking because my mother was like um you need to share your testimony and even not just my mother you know the pastor will call your name and you know, i said share your testimony and it's like oh i'm not prepared i didn't i don't even know what testimony means at this point <laughs> but uh-huh. i understand that they were trying to train us in the way that we should go in from to the best of their knowledge right so yeah but I was always like voice shaking, nervous. Praise the Lord. And I was like, God, God woke me up this morning and he put me in my right mind. I'm just like, I'm a child, you know, I don't know what it means to not be in the right mind and stuff like that. But I'm just repeating what I hear. I said so that I don't want to do the wrong thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get I get that. So Based on the stories that you've shared, we kind of get um, more background information into your actual religious background. It was really strict. And to an eight-year-old you, um, there wasn't much explanation, but there yeah. were from ages, explanation. From, from ages like three to however long I was at the church, I never have much. I didn't have quite a relationship with God, but yeah, that's pretty much it okay so um did 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 this you know trans did this affect your self-esteem in any way um their expectation as well as some of the rules that you had to abide by because it's not really strict yes so it was really strict so I had like a, a very long list of rules that, that were the church rules, which translates to your home rules. So I could not wear, there's so many things, some of them I can't remember, but I couldn't wear um, pants, tights, shorts, sleeveless, um, spaghetti strap, certain types of bras, certain types of shoes, heels. Um, what? Yes. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> it was too high. It was kind of considered worldly. Um, mm-hmm. You had to wear hats when you're baptized uh, or when you reach a certain age. Um, there was also your, your skirt have to be like not tight, not form fitting, but like a line and kind of below your knee. Muslim day. The school of set of rules, similar to that. Yeah. So a whole bunch of nail polish, fake hair, the works makeup uh a lot of stuff so i i didn't it didn't bother me because i was a child at some but when i started to grow up and you go high school and you're the only one wearing skirt at a at a class party or a fair or whatever things keep at school jeans day, yeah yeah i used to be so sad and uncomfortable because i'm not i'm kind of chubby so when you put on me plus a big skirt, I'm kind of look extra. <laughs> I'm uh-huh. kind of extra big. I'm kind of look aged. 
But my mother always say you look good and nothing wrong with you. So it kind of was a tug of war because as a child, your, your, your confidence kind of come from your parents. So she had told me, yeah. say, you don't feel good enough. And then when we reach school and people say, um, you don't wear pants and you don't wear... And, you know, children naturally curious, curious about, like, where she always in a skirt. And then, especially when you have to go on trips, uh, everybody take pictures at the point. Yeah. And I, oh, I also had to comb my hair a certain amount of flat. <laughs> Our cane was like seven because it's the number of completion. Um, <laughs> they took it later. <laughs> <laughs> so them come, sometimes they their school them come a seven flat but to cope with that to cope with yeah. all the time when people are questioning questioning me me just, me just make joke and me just laugh and everybody think it cool but some part of me was always like these are peace why me for this I remember every time I go somewhere like on a Saturday yeah I have a mental breakdown because me come and know the one jean skirt me for wear like the big jean skirt, and all of my jeans skirt them. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. Hold on. To everybody who's listening, and you may be wondering why is it that I I'm just laughing out, and maybe you feel like if you should come and share, I'm just going to laugh it out. Please know that it's only specific to Patricia. Patricia. <laughs> This is this is how <laughs> I've heard some of these stories so many times and I keep laughing because the way she says things. <laughs> so so um it it's it's just a reflection of the relationship that we share. Do not feel intimidated to come on and share your story. Yes. Even if it might sound as odd as Patricia's. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah. Get that out there. <laughs> Yes, disclaimer. <laughs> disclaimer, yeah. So you yes, said so. that... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were saying? I was saying that it's a, it was a lot for, for me because I was like, if I don't, there is no other children. In my head, it's just my sister and I are my immediate... He's going through this because... When you're young, you know, I'm pretty sure most of my friends, they never have them things up a think about. The fact that when I go somewhere and my room is a mess because I'm a girl and I want to look nice, right? Yeah. <laughs> my room is a mess and I complain for hours. So if I go somewhere Saturday from Friday night, me upset. And I say, God, why me to go through this? Why me to go through this? Nobody else knows this. Them just put on clothes and go on the road. And that was like one of the main things for me. I, I remember feeling like, gee, this is so, why, 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 why? That was me. Just why, why, why every every time. It was like so, a bird. So, so did the problem come from the spaghetti strap and makeup and so on? Or was it just the big, ugly skirt? It was, it was everything. Because I'm saying in my head, I'm, because of the list, of rules that I had. I remember going to a women's meeting and my uncle is a pastor, so he joined in. I don't know why. It was a women's meeting, but he was there. <laughs> uh-huh. he, he, and he added some stuff to the list and everybody, they, they, I just remember being, wow, 
So what can what can I wear? What can I wear? And it was not even more like for the most part. It, uh, that was like the 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 physical side. But uh-huh. I remember on the spiritual level, I was I remember loving God, but I don't remember having a lot of understanding of what it means to have a relationship with God. I remember being confused a lot. I remember going to church on Sundays and I don't understand. They don't have children church. So we did Sunday school in the morning and then regular church after. So the children, they think that the children should be a part of the service, which nothing is wrong with that. But I mm-hmm. could not understand and then there were no, they, they didn't have the inner, I don't know what it was, but they didn't really explain like the big people church part. So you understand, you break, they break it down for you in Sunday school, but then when the preaching are going on, everybody, uh, like I, would, I remember being, I was very observant growing up and I would just stare at everybody. And I remember being so confused all the time. I'm just like, Wimsa, Wimsa, what does that mean? What, like everything, just, it was kind of like, I knew that I wanted to understand. I knew that I wanted like, them say God sweet and God nice. I mean, want that too. Uh-huh. So I, I was, but I was just very confused because I didn't understand anything. I was just there. I'm just, that's it. Just there. Okay. So growing up, then your biggest problems were were linked to the church rules and not having much of an explanation of why these rules were so and you know, not having much of a conversation to break down the things that were said in church, the word of God. Yes. That was the biggest struggle. Yes. So I'd be told to like read your Bible and pray, but I remember every time I read my Bible, I'm going to my parent, my mother, like she have to try explaining to me in a way that a child can understand because I'm reading the King James Version and it's a lot of therefore when sport though. So at that yeah. time, yeah, at that time, I never understand why they talk like this. And me just read, I'm, me, I read my Bible one time, I'm get so upset. I'm like, God, what does this mean? I remember my right. almost cried. My almost cried because I said, What is whence? <laughs> 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 I'm so upset. My mom said, sit down, I sit down, I'm going to screw up my face. I'm going to just read it. I'm going to just read it. And then she asked me what I'm going to read. I'm going to just tell her exactly what I'm saying. I don't know. I don't understand it, but I'm I'm just reading it because I don't want to be a sinner. You get me? <laughs> you don't want to be a part of the statistic. Right, the statistic. <laughs> okay, so, all right. We've heard that. At what point then did you move away from these perspectives that you had then? All right. What, so, what I'm trying to ask, you get what I'm trying to ask, right? Yeah, like when did it change for me? Yeah, when did it change? Oh, let's backtrack a little. So, um, I've, so because I, I was told that I was a Christian young, right? So, uh-huh. when did I... You, when what a Chris, being a Christian meant at that no, time? No, I didn't, right? And then when I was 10, them, this, my aunt said to me, she's also in leadership. So she was like, I was living with her at the time. And she was yeah. like, well, <clears throat> the, mom, the, the, the head of the church, the bishop, I guess, 
Yeah. She, she, she's, apparently she said that I'm old enough now, so I need to baptize. I was 10 at the time. Nothing is wrong with being baptized early because there are many yeah. children who get saved very young. And listen, I'll keep in the Bible too, so God can use you at any time. But I mm-hmm. didn't. But personally, because this is true for others, it doesn't make it true for you. So personally, me, did they watch baptism at not my tambourine? And then all of a sudden, here, come, come, go into the water. So I was like, I'm skewed. What? Excuse me? Hello? Um, um, it's time. <laughs> um, you're off age now. It's time for you to baptize. So I was just like, I don't have any clothes. Make sure I find every excuse because I know some baptism is serious. I know some never ready. But yeah. What? But people, the church members live in and around the church. So you we can't get close from them. I was like, oh, yes, okay. So I, te- I step into the water, take vows. Thy vows, O Lord, are upon me until death. That's the vow. That's mm-hmm. exactly what I said. I was like, man, I shake in the water, you know. And then they dip me and everything, and I come out, and everybody are singing their praise and I rejoice. And I just I give a little half smell because I feel like I enter a covenant with God where I never really understand. I'm never, I wasn't, sorry, let me speak English. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, yeah. Sure so yeah. I was entering into a relation, a, a, a contract with God, and I don't know what it means, and nobody's saying anything. They just told me that I'm old enough, so I should be baptized. Before we dive deeper into today's podcast, we just want to let you know that if you are compelled to share your real story on this platform, then don't hesitate to let us know. We are more than willing to allow you to share so that you too can touch all nations by being real. Here's a fun fact for you. At the end of January 2021, Nasanta's Reel was listened to in 50 countries within North and South America, the Caribbean, Africa, Asia, Australia, and Europe. The fun fact ends there. However, with that said, your story has the power to touch all nations. And the way to do this is to share your story. You'll never know which person you might be touching because of that story that you are compelled to share. To set this up, you can send me a DM on Instagram at nasantareel or you may also send me a message on WhatsApp or Telegram at 1-876-505-2993. So come out of everything and then to because of that no everything that they do after thereafter. Now you say the baptize. Aren't you the one that's a Christian? Aren't you the one that saved? Aren't you the, that was everything that was coming at me? I'm just like, but I feel like I don't I feel like I'm the same child. 
yeah. but no, when I make a mistake, you're the one that just got baptized. Remember that. That was every. That was everything after that. That's what. That was. That was not a struggle for you. That was a struggle. And then when I'm in high school now, <laughs> you're a Christian. I'm, and I don't even know what to say because I don't even remember the day that I got baptized. And that's an important thing to me. I just know I was ten. So everybody mm-hmm. after that is like, "Oh, you're a Christian." I'm just like, "Me just I say yes." I couldn't even verbalize like, "I am a Christian." I didn't even say it out loud. I've, wow. I don't remember saying it out loud in high school. I just people just see me. Were you ashamed as well? Pardon me. Were you ashamed as well to say that you're a Christian? Yes, and I didn't feel like a Christian. I don't, th- and I wasn't a Christian. I was not saved. I was just, I just got baptized, and they they told me to get baptized, and I was so confused. So identity crisis. I don't, I didn't know that I was supposed to identify as a Christian. It never felt personal to me. It just felt like. You um, you, I remember you're a Christian. That's that's how I, that's how it was come out. That's how it came out to me. Or because so, you were in skirt, you're yeah, Christ, you're so not a Christian. <laughs> yeah, so because I'm wearing a skirt, right? Everybody yeah. in high school from grade seven day was like, "Oh, you're a Christian." So I'm just like, mm-hmm. yeah. So f- from that, no, I'm labeled as a Christian, and everything I do is under scrutiny. I'm just. And in my head, I'm just like, I don't even pray. I don't even read my Bible. Oh, me a Christian. But because I'm in a skirt, I'm <laughs> My God. And then wow. I didn't even join ISCF till like grade 10. I was just like, wow. went to school, going home, watching TV and nothing. I didn't have no relationship with God. But because my avant in skirt, they just say, oh, you're a Christian. And my hair is natural. So everybody assumed. So I just played the part when I, when I needed to. Which was very sad. <laughs> that you were actually being an uh, uh, okay. This is where I give my point of view. You were being a hypocrite yes. <laughs> to yourself and yes. to God, the church, that's, and to your bow. That's very my, true. When were you liberated from your hypocrisy then? So, then, <laughs> so let me tell you. So then, in about sixth form, yeah, I, I wasn't able to go to my regular church often. Um, so. My sister, my older sister, she she started, um, she started visiting her friend's church, and then she invited me. So I said, "Okay, I like this church. A lot of young people are here. They seem to like God. Want to know the secret?" But I was when I just went, I was sitting down for every service, just staring, trying to uh-huh. observe. And then after a year or so, I probably. I started participating in that sign language and dance. And then one Sunday, I was just like, the Lord just hit me over. I was like, yes, Lord. And I just, I received the Holy Spirit. And then mm-hmm. after I was on a little searching journey, like, oh, the Holy Spirit, no, what does this mean? So I start, you know, read, I start feel God, because God knows in me, for real this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So there's a a passion and a hunger that came with that, and there were people around me who I could ask, like we could talk about the Lord with. So it was a different setting; it was more open. So I can say, "Oh, what is now? You know, you you have iron sharpening iron." Uh huh. And I and I surrounded myself with Christian friends. Well, I always did in high school because I had to. 
<laughs> but, because you had to. Yeah, because we are Christians, so that makes us more Christian. Yeah. So, but for me, we find people, we find young, I found young people who actually genuinely love the Lord and they helped me. You know, that community feel. Yeah. And I remember going back to school. It was like um, Cape then. And I was very quiet. And my teacher was like, what's wrong with you? I'm not even the door said, I remember the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I just said, I'm okay. I'm just studying, you know. I didn't study. I don't know why I said that. But no, I had the book in front of me, you know. But me now focus oh. on the book. Yeah. Okay, I, I get you. Me I focus on the other last week Sunday. When the Holy Spirit so I was like so out of it. I felt so different. I was like, I mean, I smile every minute, and I, mean, I was always happy, you know. But it was on a different. I was always smiling, smiling and bubbly. But on a diff- this time, it feel from the diaphragm coming right up. It feel like fire shut up in your bones. Yeah, that's okay. How I, feel. I get that. I get that. So I, I have a. I'm curious to know then. How was your self-esteem um, impacted after receiving the the Holy Ghost? Yes. Um, as well as how how was your identity? How yes. how did you define yourself going forward? Were you unashamed? Did you learn what Chris, being a Christian meant? What right. what was that like? Yes. Yeah, so so thankfully I got saved in Upper Six. I think so. I that chapter of my life closed off. So I was able to go forth being uh, from there being my regular my saved self. So when I went to college I was not ashamed to say, Oh, I'm a Christian. I people knew anyway. Sometimes people look at me and be like, You're a Christian? I'm just like, Yes, thank you. It felt like a compliment. No. Yeah. Yeah, and I felt happy and I was like, Yeah, serve God. I'd like it just it just feel good and i was like not afraid to say i'm a christian walk up and down people know i'm a christian i did not mind i didn't feel left out like one time like back in the day when people never want to talk certain things around me because i'm christian i'm at this when i reached college i was like you're right don't talk certain things around me i'm a christian (laughs) (laughs) you're right yeah i don't mind that Thank you for saving my ears because these are for hearing, hearing from God. <laughs> so, um, did did you continue to wear the skirt and the other long list of um no, most wear? Oh, did you switch up? Some things, yes, some things no. So let me tell you now. So I I believe that when you're at a church, you should. Uh, follow the leadership because you're at that for a re- you're at that church for a reason and you want to don't disobey your heads right you're supposed to honor your leaders yeah. so meaning I, that me break it down for some people who oh, probably not I, following so if your church believes apart from the biblical standard that your church holds some churches have other rules like like my that, that the one that I went to before so mm-hmm. if you're in a church and you know that this is what they subscribe to. Don't be blatantly disrespectful and you know business, the Bible never said that, whatever you personally believe, 
it's not it's not good to 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 do blatantly doing the opposite of what your church believes because because you don't believe it. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. You're gonna cause everybody else to be offended in stumble. Um, and stumble and do anything and feel like it's a free for all and they don't need to honor the leadership. So so I made the decision to ask my mother <laughs> if I could switch if I could switch churches. And she said no, not until I'm 18. I was like, fine. But I was still attending my new church. But I couldn't yeah. take um right on a fellowship until I was 18. So I was like, no problem. I waited. I'm in my head, I said, why? Because I'm not really me I go to church now all along and but me, but I obeyed her. And Obedience. I, right. Yes. Obedience better than is better than sacrifice. So I said, okay, when I'm 18, I will take um, right on a fellowship. So then I became a member at the church, and I we had we kind of a back and forth with mommy about pants and stuff like that. But she said if it's not in her space, in her home, and whatever she she said that's between you and God because that's your relationship. God, we're all knowing us. So. But if you're in her house, church and believe you're not gonna go in her house in no pants. But <laughs> I'm not in that space, but I still respect her choices, her belief, her house. Yeah. She pays the bills. So so I I do wear pants to, to school or on the road, but I don't wear it in her face. Out of the yeah. Skin. And yeah, I do wear nail polish because I don't mind it. My church, my church does have a different set of rules that and I feel, and I don't feel, I feel comfortable in that. Not that I'm going to church to wear pants. I went to church yeah. because I needed my, because I was to get saved. But these are little trivial things that, well, if my church don't subscribe to that, I don't have to force myself. Because I'm not really, I'm wear a skirt, you know, don't get me wrong. I love a good skirt. But you don't seek your identity in yeah, the skirt. Not, that's, yeah, it's that's not what clothes that you wear to me in my humble opinion because humble. I've, yes i've seen many persons do the right thing physically outwardly but their heart is not in it and they're not saved and it's what comes out of it that defies well some some people not not everybody you know but to me it's much deeper than the clothes this is just one flesh one body which i go fade I'm not saying to be half naked about the place. I do believe in being modest, and modesty is also an internal thing. It comes out of you, and whatever is in you, it will reflect on how you carry yourself. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So, all right. Something jumped out at me. Um, retracking. Retracking is that the term? Backtracking rather to what you were saying earlier. What if I what if I'm somebody and I too I struggled in the skirt because um I don't like how I look in it and um I feel left out, um I'm the odd one out and now I too want to be like Patricia and go to another church. So that I can be okay. What would you say to somebody who who wants who has interpreted what you've said in that kind of way, and they say, you know what, I'm just gonna move. I'm just gonna move because she did it. She's fine. Oh, let me say. All right. So it has to be 
a personal experience because all right so you have, you have you have a lot of young people who who are serving god and who know that it is much deeper than your clothes so in mm-hmm. the same way in the same way it's it, yeah, you don't have to um you don't have to wear you don't have to say oh you want to wear pants just to feel comfortable it doesn't have to be like if my if my wear pants would I feel more comfortable would I feel more closer to god it's not about that so it's more like all right i feel i feel like it's a lot like it feel like a burden that's a, there's a difference because yeah you, you, you can wear a skirt and still serve that and still look good and still do all that thing. So it's not really it's just in my case it's because of how it was brought to me like it, i was very pressured so if you are like me who would it feel like pressure and it, and it is your personal belief that you don't have to wear a skirt then that's different for people who just want to wear pants for wear pants say no not really that me the fun right now i talk about your soul but if if you if you feel the way how i felt i can understand you wanting to go to a different church if you're of age and if you're at the understanding then I don't know right that's what I mean that's what I mean I say off age because I don't want this but some want children to be, to be rebelling so if you're off yeah. age and you have the Holy Spirit and you have a relationship with God and you are you have read the word and you understand that you interpret it this way then you can have a conversation with your family and stuff but that's at the end of the day it's up to you and God Here, I'm not advocating for people to just all leave church because they can't take the rule. Yeah. Yeah. Because rules are everywhere. Rules, rules are everywhere. And every church have every every church have different, different things where like Jesus is. So is it that you're gonna hop from church to church to church? Then Yeah, that's something to think about. That and is something to think about. Another thing that I would say, this is where my perspective comes in. And I would say that if you are if you have chosen Likewise, what you said, if you've chosen to attend an organization, to be a part of a, a church group or religion or so on, and they have certain rules, it is not right. And and though it may not be biblical or, or scrollial or whatever yeah. um, <laughs> or so that you abide by, though it may not be like that, but once it is a rule and you disobey, then that is a sin. Disobedience is a yes. sin. So that's not right. And you will be much of like a stumbling block to people. People can look at you and say, oh, because I see Sister Patricia doing this and Sister Patricia yes. seems so righteous and so on. Me, I go do it too. Yeah. You know, you have Cat to and dogs are the same look. <laughs> huh? I, just, I was saying that cats and dogs don't have the same look. <laughs> Yeah, you you have to really, really be careful about these careful. things. And I just want to add yeah. one thing. Uh huh. It is a personal conviction, and uh, to be honest, there are times where because of our culture, people, a lot of people, can feel convicted about the same thing, when it could very well be just one person, a personal relationship. So you have people who used to idolize jewelry. And mm-hmm. nothing without them jewelry, but because of that one story in the Bible, everybody uh, everybody took it as 
oh, that means I am I'm idolizing jewelry. So that means nobody must wear jewelry. Like, so a lot of people have done that. So because of their culture and you grew up in a certain way, my mother says she grew up she's a Christian wear skirt, so she just never ever wear nothing else. That's her mm-hmm. personal conviction based on her culture and what she you know in Jamaica it's more it's it's widely popular that church people wear skirt. Um, yeah. Even though you have a lot of them who don't. So that's a lot of times there's a little cultural thing in coming into play. But you have people who who you can know say them say good and they, they wear pants. I'm not saying them wear tight pants and show up their body, but you can see God on them. And you can see God like manifesting in the way they are because he's living, he's dwelling in them and they, were, they are spending time with God. Once you're spending time with God, you can see it on you. It's not necessarily, oh, you have to, you have to do this, you have to do that. But, but I'm still agreeing with your point to say, don't just be doing things just because you you're, you're hear so somebody do that or whatever. Make it be make it be your own conviction. And if the Holy Spirit not carry upon that, it's not carry upon that yet. Or but, but what carry. about what if this is the case? All right, this is getting controversial. <laughs> I wanted to go that way, but uh, this just came to mind. What if? Because you know sometimes you sin. Yeah. Um, you sin until you can't even feel the Holy Spirit convicting you again. Suppose what? it reached that far. God, you've been feeling guilt or so on to doing do, doing a particular thing, and after a while, it just it just goes. You get numb to it. How do I recognize when God is personally convicting me when I can't even see it anymore? What I find is, personally, I don't know if it can help somebody, but what I find is that if I'm not praying, if I'm not reading the word. Is that my feel lost? Like there's no kind like can't hear from God. Just that they're mm-hmm. by themselves in a one lonely place. So that's that's when I feel like, oh no man, you feel like your conscience slowly fade away. Yeah. But <laughs> once once you if you are communicating with God and you're reading the word and you're trying you're trying every day to spend time with God, I'm not gonna just leave you so I make you look foolish. Well, sometimes, but <laughs> sometimes not a lot of things. Part, if you're earnest in asking him, I, I, I yeah, if you are serious about this thing, God, God will, God, God's voice is always there. So whether or not you push it, some people push it, but cannot ignore it. And I say, yeah. my, my mind tell me, and I really am mine, you know, that's God saying, hello. But you, it takes time for you to spend, you have to spend time with God. And not necessarily mm-hmm. taking too much outside. I know, I know people we are serving God. So talk to God first. You can't always get opinions from other spiritual people, but you just you need to you need to know where you and God stand. Yeah, and and I'll also add, though it's not my my story, it's not um my story right now but it was something that i too struggled with you know wearing the skirt uh the symbolism of the skirt it means you're an automatic christian and sometimes in your heart too you're far from god i too share and (laughs) far 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 from god you're not doing the things that you're supposed to do to maintain the holy spirit within you and i remember when i started university 
um, not when I started, during during I think third year or so, because I'm I'm done now. I started to believe that oh, it's okay for me to wear pants because the church that I was really going to on a regular basis, they allowed it, right? And I had the ideology um in my head, oh, the church that I normally attend, though they say hit out against it. Um, me not God at the church there for the most part. Most of the time, I'm in another church. Oh, you were a hypocrite too. I'm being real about my hypocrisy. And I remember at one point, I got, I got really confused. Yes, because I remember. The, conviction, the conviction came that you, you're doing something we're not supposed to be even doing. And I remember one time, I prayed, I literally prayed and I cried and I was like, God, I'm confused, I don't know what to do. And God led me to a scripture, I think it was Colossians 2 or something like that. I should have written that though. And I read it and everything was so convicting. And after that, I remember going to your church at a convention and the pastor was there saying, listen, and that word was something, I don't remember what else he preached that night, that Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing when me remember him saying, if you have chosen to go to a church, obey the rules of the church. Mm-hmm. That's I remember that. Yeah, that was basically all he said. And that was enough to convict me to say, you true. And then all of, after that, I saw the revelation. You Though you may not agree with certain rules because the church that I was going to, they showed me to say, hey, nothing is wrong with wearing pants as a young woman, this and that, blah, blah, blah. And to me, that made sense, you know? But then I recognized that even if I wear it, I am disobeying the church that I agree to go to. And many times, many times we look on things practically. Yeah, nothing might not be wrong. Yeah, yeah. If there is a rule, and so it is in society, um, this, the, nothing is biblical to say that you have to reach work by, by eight o'clock. Not not biblical, but, yeah, but, but it's still like eight o'clock, and that's the rule. You're disobedient. Yeah, and that it's, is it. it's, yeah, it's more so for your sake of your soul, you know. Yeah, and, and 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 to be honest, it's not that to me, it's not it's not that you're not have to, you're not have to feel bad about wearing a skirt. But if, yeah, you if, if it is, know. if you feel like it's a bad burden and it's a, it it it's at over it a overpower. The, the 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 real reason of salvation then like whatever your church is preaching if them are preach more about that than when you need to know about your soul and their stuff there then i can understand why you feel like you want to ch- switch church but don't switch church because when we are you want to do that yeah 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 yeah, it's a more about it's more about what you're learning about your relationship with God and how to manifest your your Christianship. Is that a word? I made it up. In yeah, your, you can Yeah, in your everyday life because you can wear whatever clothes you want to wear and, and still and you're not of God and so that's the point. That's the point. I would also at many times too, one of the leading reasons for us to not even just the skirt, even though we're talking about struggling in the skirt. Many times, the reason we want to wear certain things sometimes is to get validation from other people as yeah. well as to not feel left out. Yeah. Um, it's that's like some struggling with our identity. Yeah, and that's... 
so fascinating to me. Many times, many times, and it's really sad. I've been praying for people about that. And it, it really bothers me, you know, Patricia. This topic is really yeah. yeah, it bothers me. Whereas many times people they grow up in a church and when they reach a certain age, they're like, I can't like from them look a bit, I can't wait to grow up so that I can do everything in the in the book and with them some and then yeah that's a form of rebellion and they don't even realize that these acts of rebellion instead of um them growing deeper into god and deeper into the word deeper into even their own identity that god called them to be they're far from god to the point where it seems like there isn't even any coming back and many times too sometimes we have these rules because they're guarding our hearts from us um seeing them more than we see god yeah 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 many times people don't even realize that so um even going back to how you were brought up i feel like if it was a case where they presented relationship to you and even other persons who may be listening in their identity if they presented relationship then why is it that you needed to abide by these rules i think it would have been better for you it would be better for so many persons um these are the rules go back to being good relationship with god that's it yeah that's 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 what it should that's what um this whole thing should be about a relationship with god and salvation so yeah and and i only i wear jean skirts and when i feel like it too i and it's not to me i reach a stage where i'm beyond this close thing i'm more like so i'm more about god and christ just just dwelling in me <laughs> so yeah so, so you don't have to feel uncomfortable wearing a skirt because i made it wear a long skirt go university like long yes you know the... <laughs> i remember your black skirt yes and did also wear this long, all right one long long one I want to insert this. This girl used to wear this long black skirt with this long turtleneck sweater. <laughs> <laughs> I have a photo of it. I won't share it. Anyway. <laughs> so I'm, I'm because my, my, my Christian, my aunt, so in a matter of I'm still, if my look like Chris is glowing through, then I have, yeah. I have succeeded. So yeah. it's not about that to me. And this whole narrative that what I don't what I don't think is right is all condemnation and saying yeah you're not Christian if you wear pants and they, like if it I get too to be abusive in the way you you you're you're talking about your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ then it's fine to share difference in opinion or different right but the part where you're the abusive and taboo oh you know we're the right kind of hat and oh my please, god right. that, that, that's a, that's a conversation for another, another time. <laughs> no, <laughs> no but for true if 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 you are if we are all serving one god you don't need to be attacking other persons for not doing what you think is right so you can always share with the person right don't condemn don't uh, yeah this will there's a difference between um between guiding and condemning um um 
I, I, I recently on one of the recent podcasts with Naj, he was saying that if it comes with a condemning spirit, then it's not of God. Because when God sent his son into the world, it wasn't to condemn the world. But so, and that's biblical. It yeah. wasn't to condemn the world. I think that's St. John 3, 17. He sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but um, so that everybody can be saved. Yes. I know. I know. So, and sometimes um, guiding people and correcting yeah. people. And there's but, this, also yeah. this thing where, um, what was I about to say? Like, sometimes you need to be, after you've shared what you, what you think is right, you can be, just be okay with, at the end, because at the end of the day, God give you a free will. So whatever decision that person ends up making, it's not on you. It's not on you. Mm-hmm. You can't force people. You can't yeah, better you force God never force God never force himself on us. So yeah, make it be a personal conviction. So if you think XYZ, make it be a personal conviction. There are so many cultures in the world, so many countries who are Christian because Christianity is across the globe. And then mm-hmm. they may never look like you as a like the way how you look as a Christian in terms of clothes and whatever. Some of them yeah. peers are about tattoo. And you can't tell them that they're not Christian. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I get you. <laughs> them are so word of God for the, the, and I don't believe in tattoos. They're tattoo, much scripture upon them, and I don't believe in tattoos. So, we can't, <laughs> <laughs> we so can't, they, can't be, be God for them, and I say, you're, you're going to hell if you want to evolve. At the it's end a, of the day, they're going to choose. They're going to choose. They're going to choose. I need to be okay with, you know what? I'm just going to pray for you, my brother. We're just going to pray together. We're going to serve the same God and, you know, lift each other up. And what if one name decides to take off all of the time? You don't know. You don't know. Just care you know for people. <laughs> you know what, Patricia? You are opening up the door to Sorry. so many controversial <laughs> topics. <laughs> because I've seen things. Because I've seen, I've seen people tattoo forgiven. John 3, yeah. 16. And them think it's perfectly okay because of their culture and and they think it's perfectly okay to to have the scriptures all over them written um i guess i guess they read somewhere that said write it on your heart but they did it um literally (laughs) (laughs) that's so true and you know fascinatingly last night um i was journaling because i was reading something and then it hit me where I literally wrote this and I can send it, screenshot it to you. Where I was like, okay, so you have his words tattooed on your skin, but that's still surface. Is his words um, imprinted on your heart? That's funny. That's deep. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I was doing some journaling, but um, yeah. back and to some, the fact that I'm- Yes, and a person to answer that. Some, some will say yes, some will say no. Some will say yes, yeah. surface. Some people will say yeah. yeah. So, what can back. you do really? <laughs> There, there's so many things to this um eventually though i because we're we're here to be real I, I i i was created to be amongst controversy and you know something that came to mind was that i love controversy in the 
quote unquote world, right? So why not love controversy in the church? <laughs> so that's funny. So I will listen. I will be bringing on more controversy <laughs> on the Santa's real um um throughout 2021, God willing, and it will be a journey because we, we really want to know the different struggles uh struggles aren't one two three um yeah you may not you may not be one who struggles with uh wearing the literal skirt and certain things but there are a lot of persons who have struggled with it and so we're not going to we're not going to be hypocrites to different struggles so of course i welcome i welcome it and i i am happy that you you came and you shared i don't even remember because we got so heated i don't even remember if you gave us the one two three of how you settled the struggle or i think you did by going to church i decided um, ultimately to to switch leadership and it was I did it respectfully. Yeah, so, by talking to your mother and waiting yes. at the appoint on the appointed time. Um yes. and you you began to have more conversations with persons because at the church that you were used you, you you were attending, uh they didn't allow you to have yes. free flow of conversation about different things that you didn't understand, right? Yeah. And which was the main thing, not not the clothes. The main thing yes. was that I needed to understand and I was willing to do whatever to understand more about God. Mm-hmm. And, and then eventually I wear <laughs> And you still wear your skirt, but... Yeah, I'm going to still wear my skirt. So. Time. But you overall switch to your pants. I'm an ear natural. Are your hair is still natural. <laughs> Did you pierce your ears? Um, no, I wear fake jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> that's a conversation for another time and um no. so that was how you how you dealt with it um yes. to close up though to close up to wrap up because we've been talking for a while um one of the major things that came out from what you spoke about was really finding your identity for yourself and not finding it in the expectation of others and right, right. what uh, just to close up what do you have to say to anybody who don't know what the Christ- first before that um though this is late in the flow of the conversation everywhere how do you define a christian who is a christian to you how, how are you a christian now how come you're a christian we used to say a christian in a sense what do you do Mm-hmm. I, what I think, what I believe, not think, what I believe mm-hmm. is you have this, you have been saved, washed in the blood, baptized and everything. But most, most everything like what? Listen. Oh, sorry, you get baptized, right? Uh-huh. Then, then you see the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Some people do it the other way around. <laughs> but yeah. Wait, hold on. I truck, truck passed in my house. <laughs> yeah yes i was saying that when you when you make a decision first of all it starts with making a decision that you want to change your life you want to give your life to christ right Mm -hmm. so you you get baptized you you see the infilling of the holy spirit this is when 
God comes to live in you and some it is manifested by that's one one way of it being manifested is speaking in tongues and also like you 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 begin to change you realize uh, no sir this the old me gone now this is a new person which is God living inside of me and once you are manifesting the fruit of the spirit mm-hmm. that is also a key part so it's not necessarily that you have to look a certain way but but you have to automatically look like Jesus <laughs> after you are saved you know, you yeah. know the physical body and them thing there. The and internal. Transformed. Yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> internal. And, it, and people will start to see the difference in you. Because, like I said, the, the teacher looked at me like, why, why you look wrong with you? What, is something changing on you? And I said, if you only you knew. <laughs> so, I'm, you know, and that's the thing here, the thing too. I'm in a school uniform. Which uh-huh. I've been wearing for all many years, and and the day that I got the when I got saved, they started to see a difference in me, and I was wearing the same clothes every day. So you get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's not. Yeah. It's something that comes out. It just bursts through your pores, and the glory is on you. So that's what to me. That's what Christianity is. It's above. It's not about culture and this and that. Them little worldly thing. Yeah, it's about whoa. God in me now, and I'm gonna carry myself as if God in me. I want everybody who around me to be touched by the God in me. God mm-hmm. in me, sorry, to the world. The the God that is within you. Yeah. All right, so I, I needed you to brush up on that. So to close us off now, what do you have to say to anybody who may be struggling in their Christian identity? That's what I, that's okay. the connection I wanted to me. All right, that's yeah. important. your Christian identity. Here, here's what I would say to that. Mm-hmm. Once, just make it a just make it a routine to spend time with God, and once you get the hang of that and you are communicating with God, you will just mm-hmm. be so comfortable to be who God wants you to be, and you'll be unapologetic about it. You're not mm-hmm. gonna have like one side of your uh act the way that I want. You're not gonna be double minded anymore. You're not yeah. going to be confused anymore because God is not the author of confusion. He is literally there with you every step of the way and he always provides a way of escapes for, escape for his people. So you're not going to feel like torn anymore because that the enemy wants us to feel like uh, like tug of war almost. And it shouldn't be because you're not schizophrenic and God not schizophrenic. Yeah. yeah so, so even just keep spending time with God and, and I promise you, you're not even care who you just have to minister to anybody or whatever whatever if somebody comes to you with something, your natural response would be the word that it not for sound like you preach, pretty preachy. But it will naturally come out of you like and you're not gonna be ashamed anymore. Yeah, because you feel complimented. Yeah, I, yeah, I I used to be like and I want to answer a certain way becoming a want to sound like a Christian but guess what I'm a Christian so what else do I sound like <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes yes it's, gonna, it's just gonna flow You're just gonna, it's just gonna be you because you are in him he's in you he's dwelling with you it's just gonna be 
oh, this is just what I would say to that. This is just what I would do in that situation. Not that you're missing, not that you're forgetting where you're coming from. It's mm-hmm. just that you are working on yourself and you're becoming a whole new person. So old, the old man, don't worry about it. And yeah. if people ask something, then just say, listen, I've been changed, delivered. <laughs> amen amen all right thank you so much um patricia certainly it has been a joy you know listening to you i didn't even plan to you know get caught up in the controversy by talking you know sharing my points i didn't want it to be in that direction but you know it required some insight god, god's, god doing way. god's doing his thing man so yeah yeah and i i really do hope that persons you know have listened and they are blessed and for persons who are struggling in the skirt literally um you have you have seen or heard something maybe this you know something that was said has been a conviction for you um to know what it is to do to know what to say to God and how to move forward. And just to wrap up everything, we're just um, going to ask you, Patricia, to leave a word of prayer for persons who may be literally struggling in the skirt and literally struggling in their Christian identity, literally struggling with the rules, literally struggling with yeah. relationship with God. Um, just, just pray you have been delivered and... We need, pe- we need people to be delivered and to walk in the identity that God has created for them. Okay. Father, we bless you, God. We acknowledge who you are. We just want to worship you. We want to just praise you because you are God and you are King. You are Lord over all the earth. God, I pray, God, for you to just inspire everyone that's going to be listening to this i pray that you will just bring forth clarity god i pray god that you will give peace of mind god i see you laying your hands on the minds of these people hallelujah god i pray for you to open their eyes and their ears their senses god to you god because you are the answer to everything for every question hallelujah For the people who are questioning what to believe and what to do and how to act and how to be, God, I pray that you will sweep over their minds the answer, which is your word, God. I pray, God, for earnest reading of the word. I pray for actions, God, that that will lead people to you in their own way, God. People will begin, hallelujah, to seek after you because your word says to seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and every other thing, God, will be added. That's what your word says. And we're going to use your word, God, to inspire the um the people of this world who are listening, God. I pray, God, that you will begin to clear every confusion, God, every every if, every every if, God, every why. I pray for you to to just reach reach out your hand, God, and begin to show answers clearly. Because you are a God who speaks, God. You are alive and you are living in, in us, God. And you you speak. Your voice is very evident, God. So we 
declare doubt and unbelief right now. I speak against doubt and unbelief, God. And every fear, because you have not given us a spirit of fear, but of a sound mind. And we will not be, I declare that we will not be ashamed of the gospel. We will not be ashamed of you. We, are not, we will not be ashamed of saying, I am a Christian and I believe in Jesus Christ and I know he's coming back again, God. And even in this time that we're going through, God, I pray for more alone. I pray that each individual will have more alone time with you. I pray that we'll be locked away in you, in your presence, God. I pray that we will carry your glory everywhere we go. I pray, God, that we will continue to, to, to walk and not lose lose faith, God, because this is we, we are in trying times, God, and a lot of people are losing their way, but, God, I pray that you pull us back. The minute we let go of you, we will we'll hold on to, 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 to sin, and we don't want that, Father. So I pray that you will just keep us in line with your principles, with your word, we will stand on your word and not be ashamed. Amen. 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 All right. Amen. Thank you again, Patricia, for taking the time out to come and talk about your version of struggling in the skirt, literally. <laughs> and um, um, I just pray and hope that God will continue to to use you and inspire you to um to 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 to, to <laughs> and i pray that god will just continue to inspire you and to use you as you hold the the, the christian mantle high and thank you again yeah thank you for having me inspiration to many persons um and and never lose your your individuality god gave it to you for a reason and to reach others so I hope, I hope that you just hold fast to that as you attach it to your Christian identity, that your individuality is important. Um, yeah. Thank you again. And I look forward to hearing from you soon. Um, um, you know, leave your details for persons who want to get in contact with you, persons who may want to follow up on the controversy that you brought to Nasanta's reading. You brought, you brought, persons, wait, hold on, persons, who may need a, a freelance photographer, videographer, graphic designer, or video editor. Video editor. What else do you do? Talent. <laughs> yeah, talent, you know. Yeah. So where can we find you? Okay, so you can follow me on Instagram at underscore Patricia PC. Or my business page is at let me look at the name. <laughs> I think it's Ferios. Ferio Designs. Ferio Design. Let me spell it. So my business page is at F E R I O Designs. That's underscore F E R I. Did I spell that right? Yes. Underscore F E R I O Designs. Okay. Thank you so much. Hopefully, persons will reach out to you for your business. Um. To, to get in contact with you for business and don't be surprised if persons get in contact with you to continue this controversial topic that you brought to Nasanta's real life simply being <laughs> or or for persons to just you know talk to you I, i'm 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 being shady you can talk to me. i'm, being I'm shady yeah <laughs> yes you're being shady but i'm a fun person so 
Yeah. Okay. All right. So thank you again. And this is where we say it's been hashtag real and we are signing out. You have made it to the end of today's episode and we just want to say thank you so much for taking the time out to listen. As stated before, if you are compelled to share your real story on Nasanta's Real, then feel free to send us a DM on Instagram at Nasanta Real or you can send us a message on WhatsApp or Telegram at 876-505-2993. We also welcome reviews in our DMs, so don't hesitate to send us a review as well. Additionally, we want to get the real word out that we are being real over here. So please, please don't hesitate to send your friend or a friend of a friend of a friend this link. Listen, we want to grow our real family and we can't do that without you. Or message across the world depends on you. So don't hold back the ministry. It's been real and this is Nasanta signing out.